the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is my uh, show with uh, Curtis Arnold, who is actually, in this case, a credit card expert. He's got a new book out called How You Can Profit from Credit Cards. Welcome to the show, Curtis. Hey, great to be back, Jordan. Thanks for thanks for having me. Sure. You've done several books uh, about credit cards. You've been following this field for a long time. Before we get into some of the specifics, why don't we just talk about the general environment these days for credit cards? How has the credit, card, uh, the credit crunch affected people's ability to get credit cards and the kind of rates and terms they're able to get these days? Yeah, good question. We hear a lot about the credit crunch in the media. It's, you know, it's all over and gloom and despair. And it has hit the uh, credit card industry uh, some, albeit not near what it has in the mortgage industry. Uh, we've seen you know, evidence of issuers uh, decreasing credit lines uh, some. And uh, in terms of credit underwriting, when you apply for a new account, that has ticked up. Uh, some I wouldn't say significantly, but it, it's it's noticeable. Uh, some eh, it, it varies by issuer basically, but some issuers definitely have tightened some in terms of they're wanting higher credit scores. Uh, we've seen you know rates. Uh, it's been interesting uh, to hear about rates because Feds have been cutting rates as as you well know for the last geez, several months. So we have seen some rate relief, uh, although you know some consumers aren't seeing it because you know various tactics that the card issuers can use to uh, to prevent themselves from passing on those rate cuts that they're enjoying from the feds. So I'd say most consumers have seen some benefit, albeit uh, a significant number haven't haven't seen or have seen limited benefit. But the idea is people who have better credit are doing better and getting better deals, and those who are with worse credit are probably doing worse and getting worse deals. Is that generally the, the trend these days? Yeah, it really is. That's a good assessment, uh, and it's it's unfortunate for those folks with bad credit, but really you're in a, in a worse predicament than you, know, you might have been uh, you know, six months ago, 12 months ago. Credit is getting tighter. Um, and, and the sad thing, Jordan, we're hearing from folks that are uh, – you know, not able to make their mortgage payments, uh, and they're that are living month to month in distress, and they're using credit cards for their daily living expenses to buy food, etc. And that's a uh, it's a it's a bad situation. And the the other kind of perfect storm equation is the credit card companies are hurting in terms of uh, you know their their stock uh, prices, etc., and profitability. So they're trying to squeeze uh, cardholders as much as they can. And that further exacerbates the problem because they're hurting. Consumers are hurting, and, and that's a it's not a it's not a good uh, a good situation, Jordan, all around. Yet the, the theme of your book, how you can profit from credit cards, is that there really are some great deals out there if you're willing to spend a little bit of time and effort uh, to go get them. Probably what you what comes to you in the mail is not the best offer, but if you go after them, there's lots of good ideas. Is that basically the idea behind the book? Yeah, it's amazing in light of the current uh, kind of negative environment we've been talking about last few minutes. There are still it's still a very competitive industry, and that's that's part of the actually the negative. Uh, the competition works in consumers' favor. Uh, you know, the the fact that some of the card companies are hurting, they're they're even more desperate to get customers, so they're sweetening the deals in terms of uh, not just rates uh, but rebates. Uh, 
And so the book talks about, uh, you know, going, using whatever avenue at your disposal. Uh, we certainly don't negate looking at your mail, but I think if you uh, limit yourself just to looking at what comes in your mail, it's kind of like a needle in the haystack scenario. I mean, you're really doing yourself a disservice. So creditcardperks.com, you know, our website, we offer the most comprehensive listing of cards anywhere in terms of, you know, detailed terms and conditions. And uh, we're very proud. We, we partner with the New York State Banking Department. Uh, we host and, and maintain their, their quarterly credit card survey as well on creditcardperks.com. And, and so and also really the phone. I mean, picking up the phone we think is a great thing. Uh, bottom line is, even though we're in a negative environment overall, uh, it, it's it, there's still some great offers out there, and you can still use credit to really add to your bottom line in a very significant way, and that's what the book's about. In your first chapter, which is called It's Not Just Plastic, It's Money, you talk about uh, credit cards versus debit cards. Why, why should people use credit versus debit, or what are some of the pros and cons of credit versus debit cards? Yeah, you know, good question. It's a, it's a question that, I, gosh, I, I keep hearing over and over from consumers because it, it's like, you know, why even bother? We all hear about the uh, evils of credit, so why do I need a credit card? Uh, why don't, you know, debit cards are superior? Well, that's what, uh, you know, that's con- some think- conventional thinking out there, but it's not necessarily the case. Uh, debit cards have plenty of drawbacks and pitfalls, uh, not as much fraud protection, not as much consumer law protection. Uh, honestly, you know, if someone gets out of your debit card, they could, you know, wipe out your checking account in no time flat. You don't run that risk as much with a credit card. Um, you're not building credit with a debit card. That's another uh, bad thing. Uh, debit cards are notorious for holds. You know, you go to the pump and uh, with the price of gas the way it is uh, today, Jordan, I mean, they can put a pretty significant little hold on your debit card. And if you're, you know, running fairly close uh, in terms of your checking account balance in a given month, that could result to, you know, potential overdrafts, uh, et cetera, which uh, is a whole other host of problems. So bottom line is I'm not a huge fan of general debit cards. Now, if, if someone cannot handle a credit card, they can, you know, and, they, and not, every, not every consumer can, I mean, bottom line, then, you know, I recommend a debit card be used. But there's some, you know, and, and the other thing is debit cards don't have near the benefits in general that credit cards do. Uh, just much more rich in terms of uh, the product offerings on uh, car rental insurance, for example. When I, you know, I'll be traveling next month to Florida with my family and renting a, a minivan, and heck, I'm going to tell them I'm not interested in paying, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty bucks extra a month for your rent insurance. I'm going to let my uh, uh, credit card company take care of that. Let my own um, auto insurance company take care of that. I'm going to, I'm going to save, you know, uh, for a couple of weeks, probably uh, easily a couple hundred bucks or more. Whereas debit cards don't have to have that. And also you have the float with a credit card that you don't with a debit card, right? Yeah, another great benefit, the grace period, and consumers get confused by that. Now, albeit over the years, the grace period has, has, has shrunk, but we're still seeing cards out there. The minimum is 20 days, but we're still seeing you know a few with 25 days. Uh, and that's basically you're using uh, interest-free money for that period of time. It helps you with your cash flow to, to manage it. So we're talking about, there's a lot of books out there, Jordan, I talk about the evils of credit, credit card debt. This book's very unique in that it actually empowers consumers to turn the tables on the card companies, to use cards in a savvy manner, and such that you can add to your you know, bottom line and actually help your personal finances rather than hinder. And so it's a total paradigm shift. 
we're turning the credit card companies uh, upside down. We feel we're going to try to do so with this book. There's a lot of strong interest from consumers and media alike. We're really excited. And so that's what we've been about at creditcardsperks.com for a decade now since we were since I founded the, uh, the organization. And to tell people how can they order or how can you profit from uh, how you can profit from credit cards. Now you go to uh, creditcardperks.com. You can uh, there should be a link there at the top where you can order uh, online pre-order. Now the book will actually be the, the publication date is uh, late June, I think June 25th. But you can pre-order now and get a 37 percent discount. And then that way, as soon as it goes to uh, to press, they'll 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 ship it to you in late June. Basically, is what will happen. Great. And so that's that's the best way. Uh, BarnesandNoble.com uh, also carries the book too, though. Now, one of the things you talk about in the first chapter is billing cycles. There's a lot of confusion about billing cycles. Why don't you just briefly describe the double cycle billing versus the average daily balance method? Yeah, you know, it gets, that gets confusing. And, and so in this book, we're trying to take some, uh, a lot of credit card terms are downright confusing, and you scratch your head, but we're trying to explain them in layman's terms and, and really, more importantly, how you can take advantage of them. So the average daily balance method is basically the most common method of computing your interest or finance charges when you use a credit card. And it's a preferable way if you have a choice between you're looking at one that, you know, and this is, should be disclosed in your the terms and conditions of the solicitation you're getting in a little box called the Schumer box named after Senator Chuck Schumer, but it, it's it's a, legally they have to disclose this. So uh, in terms of how they're they're figuring or computing your interest charges. So if it says average daily balance, they're going to look, you know, over one billing cycle, they're going to look at your average balance each day, multiply that times your APR or your annual percentage rate to compute your finance charges. So basically, your balance, of course, throughout the month, Jordan is going to vary. You know, you may have start out at 100 bucks and then add some more charges throughout the month. Let's say your your ending balance is a thousand dollars, but throughout the month, your your average daily balance was let's say about 500 dollars, uh, just for sake of explanation. So they'll take uh, uh, you know the, the 500 dollars and multiply it. Say your interest rate, the average rate right now is around 13 percent or so. Multiply that times 13%. Now, that is your annual percentage rate. So to get your monthly uh, finance charges, you'll actually have to divide that number by 12, 12 months out of a year. Yeah. But it's pretty simple math. We've got some calculators on creditcardperks.com that will help you. But it's, you know, it's, no, it's not by any means uh, high-level math. Um, but it can be confusing. Now, double cycle billing, they're actually, that can work against you because they're going to go back two months and basically instead of one month. So it can really bite you if you carry a balance occasionally. Let's say, you know, the two, last month you carried a balance, didn't quite pay it off in full. This month you decide to pay off your balance in full, and then you assume that you're not going to get any interest charges the next time you get your bill. Well, don't assume that because with double cycle billing, they're actually going to go back to previous two billing cycles to compute your, your finance charges, and, and they'll, they'll ding you with what some consumer advocates call a phantom interest charge, a trailing interest charge, that kind of thing. And uh, so all other things are equal. Now, now, if you're revolving a balance all the time, Jordan, you're carrying a balance, let's say you're floating some, uh, which I love to do, you're floating something on a 0% offer or a 1.9% offer or 2.9. I talk about this in the book, how to really creatively finance 
anything under the sun with with these teaser credit card offers and I've done anything, and I'll, we'll get into it more. But yeah. uh, anything from a wedding up to uh, to investment condominiums, I, I put on some of these offers. But so if you're doing that, if you're revolving a balance, really doesn't matter a lot which uh, method you use because it's it, it's going to be the, the difference is a little bit, but it's pretty negligible. But it really can help folks that that carry a balance sometimes, if that makes sense. Now I've heard that there's a bill going through the Senate, I suppose. Uh, that's going to change this double cy- dual cycle billing and, and various other things. First of all, does that have a likely chance of passing, and, and you think it's a positive or a negative development? You know, uh, we we actively follow those. There is a lot of reform uh, being proposed for the credit card industry, not just Senate, but the Congress. We had the Federal Reserve in cooperation with the NCUA and the Office of Thrift, three major governmental agencies, make some proposals just a couple of weeks ago, Jordan. So... I think a lot of it kind of hinges on what happens in November, but I think at some level, particularly with these Federal Reserve guidelines that were issued very recently that actually have been in works for several months, um, I think we're going to have some level of reform now. Obviously, the, the card issuers are going to combat it, but I think the good news for consumers is we're going to have some, some type of reform. Very good. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this is Curtis Arnold who's uh, come out with a new book called How You Can Profit from Credit Cards. His uh, website for more about this is creditcardperks.com. We'll be back after this. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You hear business show after business show all geared towards improving a company's bottom line. But what about your bottom line? How come no one ever talks about that? Finally, a show dedicated to the worker. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, the Crow Show is aimed specifically at the worker and their environment. From work skills and technology to dealing with bosses and coworkers, the Crow Show will give you insight on how to survive and prosper in today's workplace. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. 
The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Curtis Arnold, uh, who's a credit card expert. His new book is called How You Can Profit from Credit Cards, Using Credit to Improve Your Financial Life and Bottom Line. Uh, his website for all the information about this is creditcardperks.com, P-E-R-K-S uh, dot com. Welcome back to the show, Curtis. Hey, glad to be back, Jordan. Thanks. Uh, chapter two is about rebates. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about uh, what kind of rebates are available and what are some of the better deals out there and how you can track the best uh, rebates that people should be looking at. You bet. And this is something that gets exciting. It's a lot of consumer interest. And but there are skeptics out there. Um, I hear from folks, you know, all the time that say, "Hey, these credit card rebate programs are, are gimmicks. They're just the card issuers are just, you know, dangling carrots. You know, they're out to gouge us." So I, uh, I know their reputation. So I, I don't buy into this. Well, my response is, yeah, they are. They are. They are dangling carrots. They want to acquire new customers, and that's. But they also want to you as a customer to increase your charge volume. So it's not that they just want to you know, get you as a new customer, but my, my favorite response is to, to actually show a, uh, a consumer you know, a copy of my most recent bill from American Express, where this was just a couple of weeks ago, a week or two back, Jordan, my wife and I got over $1,000 back uh, on our American Express card just for cash rebate, now, it was a credit on our account, but for me, same difference. I mean, yeah. I don't care six of one, half a dozen of the other, whether it's actual cold cash or credit to my account. doesn't matter to me. The bottom line is we got $1,000 cash back over $1,000 for our prior year spend on a particular credit card. Now, you tell me if that's a gimmick, and that's not the first time. We're on track this year to get another $1,000 back. So not exactly chump change, Jordan, and uh, nothing to sneeze out, in my opinion. And, and on, you know, if you're a small business owner, you know, you, uh, you can conceivably get. In fact, we use you know credit card uh, cash rebates on our small business, and we're routinely getting for many years thousands and thousands of dollars cash back. So often it's a choice, though, between getting cash back and getting like frequent flyer points or mileage points or American Express rewards points, whatever it may be. You don't normally get both. Is that right? Right, you know, although more and more card issuers are allowing you to, to choose, and, and so that's, there's more flexibility when it comes to re- redemption options, Jordan, which is a good thing for consumers. Uh, but invariably, we, you know, uh, we've reviewed these over the many, many years, and cash is, is usually always king. Uh, you've got the airline reward cards, you know, trouble in the airline industry. They're getting stingier with these frequent fire miles, as you probably well know. And so you got to be careful. I mean, there's hoops there, restrictions, and, and ultimately, if uh, airline goes belly up, which we've been hearing about in the news lately, you may be left holding the bag with a lot of miles and, and really nothing to show for it, and you, you basically lost lost out on the deal and worked hard to accrue those miles, you know, over a 12, 24 month period, and and you're you're uh, you're out of luck. And that's a sad thing, but it's. Uh, it's a reality, and so that's another reason that I'm a bigger fan of cash back. The points-based cards, you know, if a card gives you several choices, the more options, the better. But 
points part is invariably, you know, you'll get that catalog and you start looking through it. And when you start doing the dollar apples to apples comparison and actually figuring out, well, how many points do I have to get to get this particular product? Or, you know, and then once I get that product, uh, you know, how much is it actually worth at Walmart or Kmart? And that's, it's usually overpriced to begin with. So after you do go through all that hassle of shopping their catalogs, figuring out your points and dealing with expiration dates and all that other stuff, it gets to be a hassle. I, I'm a big proponent of the keep it simple, stupid plan, and it's worked for me with these rebate cards. You know, and you're not tied in with cash. Obviously, you got a lot more flexibility, and you're not tied into using those points for certain types of merchandise or for uh, you know travel, etc. Now, so that, that's why I'm a bigger fan of these cash rebate cards. What are some of the specific? You talk about uh, gas rebate cards being five percent. That's such a big item today. What are some of the gas rebate cards you like particularly? Yeah, and we write and review all these on uh, on creditcardperks.com, but, you know, gas rebate cards are really the, the hottest uh, part of the reward card market right now. I mean, they're with gas prices and the summer vacation right around the corner. I mean, there's strong consumer interest in these cards, and, again, it goes back to consumers being somewhat leery of these things and thinking, ah, this is too good to be true. All I can say is, you know, the cards that we review on creditcardperks.com go anywhere from 3%, even up to 5% back uh, that you would save off off gas. And, and if you, you know, go out in the, I don't know what gas is running up uh, in your area, Jordan. But, well over $4 uh, a gallon. <laughs> do what? Well over $4 a gallon around here. Yeah, unbelievable. So you take $4 a gallon, and uh, it's not quite that here in Arkansas, but let's just take it for sake of simplicity, and then... If you go out on the street, Jordan, and tell someone, hey, uh, would you be interested in saving uh, 15, 20 cents off of a gallon of gas? Uh, who wouldn't be interested? And then really that's what happens effectively if you use these gas rebate cards in a savvy manner. The kicker is, as with any other re- rebate card, pay off your balance in full every month, but go one step beyond that, and that is stick strictly to your monthly budget. As long as you're sticking to your budget every month and you're not, because these cards can be tempting. I mean, you can get caught up and get more rebate. And statistics show that consumers do spend more on rebate cards as opposed to just plain Jane credit cards. So you don't want to fall into that trap because ultimately, even if you're paying off your balance in full every month, Jordan, but you're spending more than you should be spending you're probably going to quickly dig yourself a, a deeper hole than you want to, and it's going to uh, wreak havoc on your personal finances, and, and you want to avoid that uh, potential quicksand. What, what are some of the overall numbers today in the credit card business? What does the average American owe on credit cards on how many credit cards? I hear a lot of different numbers floating around. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of different numbers thrown around. We think the numbers are conservative. Uh, you know, we say uh, uh, being conservative about uh, eight, you know around ten thousand dollars is average. Uh, you know, for, for per American household that has credit cards, that the average debt load is about ten k. But here's the important point to make, Jordan, and I uh, credit my colleague Dr. Robert Manning up at Rochester Institute of Technology, not you know New York State where you're located. Uh, he says, and, and we firmly agree with him that. Over the years, consumers have been able to mask their credit card debt by rolling it over into home equity loans or HELOCs. Right. And so on these Federal Reserve statistics that pop up, you know, the credit card debt is rolled over in all these home equity loan products, and it doesn't show up on the radar. 
Um, but what, here's what's interesting, Jordan. As you well know, these home equity loan type uh, offers are getting harder to come by. They're not as readily available to consumers. So the fact going forward, we think you know the stats are going to more accurately uh, portray the actual credit card debt that's out there. So we think the stats are, are out there are, are fairly conservative because yeah. of that. It doesn't look like credit card debt, but it really is. It's just yeah, exactly, because it was originally credit card debt just rolled over. And then, you know, the consumers go back out and start charging again, and that's uh, certainly not a good situation to be in. Now, Chapter 3, and again, I'm speaking with Curtis Arnold, uh, who's a credit card expert. His new book is called How You Can Profit from Credit Cards, uh, Using Credit to Improve Your Financial Life and Bottom Line. Uh, his website is creditcardperks.com. Uh, talks about uh, the key to huge savings, uh, which is... Uh, credit card rates and transfer offers. Uh, let's talk a little bit about rates and how rates are determined and, and what's going on with that way. Because b- rates are being uh, tied to various things that didn't used to be in the past, like uh, LIBOR, the London Interbor- Interbank Borrowed Rate, and things like that. Just a little bit about how rates are determined, and then we'll get into transfer offers. Yeah, yeah. Rates can get confusing, and a lot of consumers shy away from them. But rates, if you have a basic understanding of how rates work, credit card rates. You can really use that to your advantage and really leverage that, and that's what this book is is all about. And so, most your your cards are variable rate cards, meaning that they change uh, with an index, which is typically the prime rate uh, through the Federal Reserve. But if, as you mentioned, a few cards do use the uh, LIBOR or the lender interbank offer rate. And so basically that rate will, just like prom, will fluctuate. And then they'll add, uh, you know, another, uh, they'll add to that index, whether it's LIBOR or prom, they'll add a margin, meaning typically they'll add, and that's how they figure your rate, they'll add, let's say the prom rate is 5%, they will add a uh, margin of, let's say, 1%. And so the way you figure your rate is to take prom plus 1% or 6%. Now, so I encourage all consumers to look at your card, and most of them, again, are variable rate, and then figure out, you know, if you haven't already, which most consumers haven't, figure out how that rate's computed, and then just make sure that you're getting the right rate. I mean, don't trust, double-check everything. Make sure you're getting the benefit of these rate cuts that we've had, the numerous rate cuts in the last six months to a year, and then, in fact, the current prime rate is five percent, uh, Jordan. So, so you're saying there are a lot of errors. You should just assume that they, they're doing it right. No, and you want to make sure because uh, ultimately, I mean, if you're if you're not keeping track of this, it's your credit, your money. Uh, no one else is going to do that, and so uh, you you want to definitely do that. So that's how you figure rates. And so when you're looking at a credit card solicitation, Jordan, you want to look in there and see. Uh, you know, how do I figure in my rate? Now, some cards are fixed rate, and what we're seeing, Jordan, is more and more cards are going uh, the fixed rate route, and I predicted this several months ago, because as rates decline, uh, if, if, a, if you've got a variable rate card, let's say, and they're, having to, they're lowering the rate every time the Fed lowers rates or lowering your rate, that's a good thing. Well, with the, with the pinch on the credit card companies right now, they don't want to continue to give you the benefit of those Fed rate cuts. So how do they stop doing that? Well, if they suddenly change your card, which they can do, they hold all the cards, they can do this at the drop of a hat. They can send you, you know, as little as 15 days written notice and say, uh, you know, Mr. Arnold, we've decided to fix your car- to switch your card from a variable rate card to a fixed rate. Uh, 
So suddenly you're no longer going to get the benefit of any future rate cuts. So that's not a choice you have. That's something they're imposing on you. Exactly. And then their profit margins go up. So watch for that. There's also rate floors that I talk about in the book, whereby, you know, it's a minimum rate that no matter how low prime goes, you're going to pay this minimum rate. Another guy to watch out for. Last time when rates fell in 2003, a lot of people were not seeing the benefit of it because rates went down. Okay, we're going to go to a break now. Again, uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Curtis Arnold, uh, who's got a book out called How You Can Profit from Credit Cards. His website is creditcardperks.com. And we'll be back after this. Line in business. Voice America business. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for the Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit. And grow your business with Aldana Ambler and the Grow Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Small business owners, do you want answers to your most pressing financial concerns? Do you want to stop stressing about money and finally understand how to create wealth? Let Elizabeth Potts Weinstein and the Wealth Spa Radio Show answer your most pressing financial and legal questions about your small business and help you achieve business success and the lifestyle of your dreams easier and faster than you could imagine. The Wealth Spa Radio Show broadcasts live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Radio Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Curtis Arnold, uh, who's got a new book out called How You Can Profit from Credit Cards, Using Credit to Improve Your Financial Life and Bottom Line. Uh, He's the proprietor of a website, creditcardperks, P-E-R-K-S.com, with everything you need to know about the credit cards. Welcome back to the show, Curtis. Hey, glad to be back, Jordan. Thanks. And we were talking about the new national sport, which is credit card surfing, or, or moving your balances uh, from one place to another. Uh, you have a whole, in part of Chapter 3, you, you talk about these low-rate introductory offers and so on. Uh, what are some good things, and what are things people should be watching out for in these uh, kind of credit card surfing offers? Yeah, you bet. You know, one of my favorite topics, in addition to getting thousands of dollars over the years, uh, rebates, 
uh, where you know the credit card companies are paying us. My wife and I have taken advantage of these teaser rate offers. Uh, in fact, uh, going back to when we first got married, Jordan, we uh, financed a, a good part of our wedding on uh, some of these balance transfer checks. And what what most consumers don't know is uh, with some of these offers, you can actually uh, put the money, park it in your your personal checking account, and use it for whatever purpose. Uh, that you want, and so uh, we really the book talks about how to think out of the box about these offers. Obviously, these offers have uh, fine print attached, and and a lot of consumers are aware because we get hit with them in the in the mail. But a lot of consumers, the, the main thing is, don't know how to maximize the usage of these offers, or they assume, well, hey, I've got no credit card debt, so why would I even care about these offers? They're a nuisance. Well, my answer is. You know, just what my wife and I did, we uh, went up to uh, our local car dealership a few years ago. We needed a minivan. We got five kids, Jordan, so we mm-hmm. needed a minivan. Yep. And uh, went down there, and they went in their little finance room where they shut the door and probably put the, this pressure sales technique on, technique on you. And they said, Mr. Arnold, uh, well, if you've got good credit, uh, we can offer you a rate today, a great rate of 5.9%. I said, well, he didn't know who I was. I said, well, I can assure you my credit's good. I'm in the industry, mm-hmm. but um, do you take plastic? And he kind of looked, looked at me uh, taken back and uh, looked shocked. He said, well, yeah, yeah, I actually do. Uh, I said, well, I think I just want to charge this. Is there any credit limits on the amount I can charge? He said, no, and, and some dealerships do put limits, um, but this particular one didn't. And so bottom, long story short, I charged twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 for this used minivan, all on plastic, had the available credit, I got the cash back bonus up front, which is I think equivalent of a two or three hundred bucks. Then after it hit, I got the bill, I flipped it to a zero percent offer for fifteen months, Jordan, and said, "No thanks for your uh, financing, sir. Zero percent is better than five point nine percent any day. <laughs> Saved a ton of money in the process." A lot of people ask why banks are doing this if they're you know getting squeezed by profitability and they're having hit by loan losses and mortgages. Why are they still offering these zero percent offers out there? You know, it's still very competitive, uh, and that's uh, that, the bottom line is you've got to offer, whether it's a rebate carrot or a financing carrot to that consumer to get to acquire new customers or to keep current customers happy. And so that's what drives a lot of this. And uh, now the offers with the credit crunch have uh, changed, uh, you know, to, to back when I initially played this game. Um, there are more fees now. You know, there was a time when, most of these offers didn't have fees. Well, now almost all of them do. Uh, on creditcardperks.com, we have a few that, that still don't, but those are few and far between. The other problem related to this is that on at least some of these offers that have fees, they've eliminated the cap on the fee. Yeah. And so you definitely want, if you're going to pay a fee, you definitely want to make sure that fee is capped. So uh, there's still plenty of places that do cap hundred bucks or less. Yeah. Do the math on it. Again, the calculators on, on our site uh, can help. But here's the deal, Jordan. If you're transferring, let's say, $10,000 at 0% for 12 months, they're usually going to hit you with a 3% fee. Now, that sometimes it can be higher, but most of them are 3%. Uh, so you're going to pay, if they're, if you look at that Schumer box, remember I talked about the Schumer box? Yes. They're going to disclose what the fee is. And so you look carefully there. And we try to list this on creditcardperks.com, too, to make it easy for you. But you'll look there, you'll see transfer fee, you'll see 3%. Then it'll always usually have a minimum fee of, let's say, 5 bucks. 
But if you see no reference to a maximum fee, that's your red flag. It's kind of a some subtle thing in the fine print to watch out for. But that's your red flag that, wait a second, this offer has eliminated the cap. So suddenly, instead of paying a maximum fee of $7,500, you are paying 3% times $10,000 in the example that I was just using. That's 300 bucks, Jordan, out of the gate that you're paying. I equate it to a front-end load on a mutual fund, and yeah. that can uh, actually do more harm than good, uh, depending on you know the, the trans, you know what the interest rate of your card that you're transferring from currently is, etc. Uh, so watch out for that. The good news is is that there are a number of fee car, uh, offers out there. Uh, the vast majority do have caps still. But it's getting getting tighter with credit, so you got to be a little bit more careful uh, when you're when you're out there surfing uh, rates. So when you go onto creditcardperks.com, can you specify uh, those with low or capped uh, fees when they do balance transfers? Is that something you can search? You for? can sort by uh, the fees. Uh, we have a, a rich database there. Um, I'm trying to, uh, but yeah, I think so. There are some sorting capabilities there. And we obviously, because we're our whole nature of our site is to rate and review the best cards. We're going to rate those cards with uh, no fee offers, you know, with with five stars, and so those should pop up. Uh, but again, there, yeah, look, check your mail too. But the, the beauty of these things is you don't just have to use them to pay off other credit card debt, which you can, still can do, obviously. But you can literally. You know, I've got a coworker that I talk about in the book that. Uh, Paid off his auto loan, at which he had a decent rate of, I forget, 5 or 6% on his auto loan. But he saved uh, a ton of money by flipping it to actually, I think it was, yeah, it was a 2.99% rate. The great thing about this offer was is that it was not an introductory offer. It did not have a 6 to 12 month expiration date. So it was good for the life of the transfer. So as long as he makes his payments at 2.99%, he's going to say, preserve that 2.99% rate until that loan, that auto loan that he flipped over to this 2.99% offer, he's going to preserve that rate until that thing's paid off. Sweet deal. He's going to save hundreds and hundreds of bucks in finance charges over the life of that loan. We love using these cards to our advantage, and I teach you how to do it in the book. You also talk about watching the dates. Uh, this is They're changing the date, due dates or making it difficult to get the payments in on time. If you don't get it on time, they hit you with a higher rate or, or late fee or something like that. Is that right? So what, what do you have to watch for on dates? Well, the good news is a lot of issuers will allow you to choose your payment date. So, And a lot of consumers aren't aware of this. So you want to call up and, and find out, hey, can I change my payment due date to basically coincide with your cash flow. So uh, if their current payment due date they give you you don't like, uh, call them up and, and, uh, and ask to move it. Now, there have been reports over the years. We have an active forum on creditcardperks.com. You know, we got 125,000 posts that go back several years of card issuers arbitrarily changing payment due dates. Now, I haven't personally verified this, but I have no doubt that it's gone on. But good news is for consumers, there's so much spotlight on this industry right now. It's unprecedented historically from the media, from Congress, from Senate, from all these governmental agencies for consumer advocates, that they're not going to risk changing arbitrarily changing payment due dates right now. If they don't, Chris Dodd's already breathing down their throat. Trust me. So, you know, if you if you experience this where a payment due date changes and you haven't requested it, we want to hear about it. We'll put it all over our forum. We'll write about it. 
we'll talk to reporters about it. But I I would be very shocked. Uh, the, the car dealer industry is you know trying to put their best foot forward right now. So They're trying anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, you also have a chapter, and, and again I'm speaking with Curtis Arnold, uh, whose new book is called How You Can Profit from Credit Cards. Uh, using credit to improve your financial life and bottom line. You have a whole chapter on watching out for traps and scams that can cost you uh, big bucks. Uh, we've, we hear a lot about ID theft. What are some of the other traps and scams people should be looking for uh, having to deal with their credit card companies? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, these, these scam offers prey a lot of times on the, the people that can least afford it, like any other type of scam out there. And so people with bad credit are, are really uh, targeted. Uh, are, we're, Senior citizens are targeted uh, by these unscrupulous card companies, uh, and, and the industry calls these subprime offers. And so, uh, I talk a little bit of, about identity theft, how to pr- protect yourself, how to protect your credit score, credit reports, etc. But also related to this is these subprime offers, or basically, uh, you know, they're scummy offers that any offer that guarantees you credit 100% is first of all bogus. Secondly, any offer that asks for money up front to guarantee you such credit is likely bogus, with one exception, and that is secured credit cards. And and that's what we recommend generally for consumers that have uh, bad credit or no credit. And basically, I think we talked about this last time, Jordan can't recall, but a secured card, you do have to put money up front, but the credit card company doesn't take that as a fee. They actually put it in a savings account, and you get that money back eventually um, once you graduate to a regular credit card. But basically, that money up front, say it's $250, that becomes your uh, collateral, or and, and they match that dollar for dollar typically. So they'll give you a card with a $250 credit line if you put 250 bucks uh, up front. And, and those cards do come with annual fees, typically 20 to 40 bucks. We've got a, a ratings of these cards on creditcardperks.com too. But the flip side, if you go with a card that's not secured, even if it's not a, a scam offer, what they're typically going to do, Jordan, and this is, this is a crying shame, they'll give you $250 unsecured credit line, but they'll hit you with a whole host of fees, anything from one-time fees to monthly maintenance fees to annual fees, I mean, they come up with all kinds of creative names. Bottom line, when you start adding up all these fees, they'll almost eat up all your credit line and fees. They'll leave you with about you know twenty five, fifty bucks available credit. So if you got two hundred fifty dollars credit line, they'll hit you with a couple hundred bucks in fees, and uh, you've got about fifty bucks available. And, and credit. they hit you so, with a high interest rate on top of that as well. Yeah, right? with a high interest rate. I didn't mention that those these offers typically do have uh, sky high rates too, and so. That, it's a sad thing. So those are some of the offers that I talk about in the book uh, to watch out for. Um, but good news, if your credit's good, and when I say good, for you know credit score in the 700, 720 range, uh, ideally, you don't have to deal with these offers. You're in the driver's seat. The, prime, the best offers are going to come to you. If they don't come to you, then you need to be not allowed. Just don't wait them to come for them to come to you, be proactive as a consumer and go after the best offers. And that's the beauty of creditcardperks.com. We tell you what the best offers are. But you're in the driver's seat, and then suddenly you can make these offers work for you. You can get these great interest rate offers, these great reward card offers, etc. It is good to be in the driver's seat indeed. Yeah, and really okay. leverage them. 
We're going to go to a break. Again, this is uh, Curtis Arnold I'm speaking to, uh, who's got a new book out called How You Can Profit from Credit Cards. Uh, his website is creditcardperks.com. Lots of great information to make the most of your credit cards. And we'll be back after this. The Bottom Line in Business. Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve Total Wealth Management. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three-Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to Three-Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Curtis Arnold, who's a credit card expert. He's got a new book out called How You Can Profit from Credit Cards, uh, Using Credit to Improve Your Financial Life and Bottom Line. Welcome back to the show, Curtis. Thank you, Jordan. We want to talk about students a little bit. Uh, chapter 7 in your book is about uh, starting out on the right foot, getting credit cards for students and saving for college. Uh, so many kids turn 18, get a huge flood of offers, uh, get into trouble with credit cards without even having any income yet. What, what kind of advice can you give to, to credit cards uh, for students? Yeah, good question, and, and a question that I'm very passionate about personally. Um, I I go to college campuses half for years, and I, I speak and I talk to them about credit card debt and the uh, perils thereof, because it's something very near and dear to my heart, because coming out of graduate school, Jordan, I had, you know, close to 45K in credit card debt that I really struggle with in a huge way, and it really affected not just my personal finances, but all areas of my life. Yeah. And so really, uh, and that's kind of how CreditCardPerks.com was, was born, birthed out of this process of me personally 
struggling with this debt and coming to terms with it. Uh, so, you know, I go uh, when I'm, I'm it's a bit, it's a hot topic because we've got, uh, and it's a complicated topic because you, you've got, you know, the academic types that are uh, pointing fingers at the card companies saying, oh, they're, they're the, they're the problem. They're evil. They're marketing aggressively on our, to our young people, which is true, especially if they're setting up shop on a credit, uh, college campus and giving away t-shirts or other, you know, crap. Sorry, sorry for the French. Uh, yeah. I think that's overly aggressive. But what they don't tell you is that in, uh, in a lot of cases, uh, they're getting kickbacks. The, the university itself sometimes in the form of multi-million dollar contracts, Jordan. Yes, for exclusive to make it the University <laughs> yeah. of Oklahoma website or, or credit card or something like that. Yeah, right? to, to market their cards at you know, sporting events on you know, campus, uh, get mailing lists. So that's why I say it's, it's not just the fact that the credit card companies are, are to blame here. And, and we think a big uh, part of this is uh, education for students, and so that's why I'm real active in the Jumpstart Coalition for mm-hmm. Financial Literacy that, that seeks to educate uh, college students, and even starting as early as kindergarten up to 12th grade, about personal finances. Uh, we're national partners, and I'm the state co-chair of the Arkansas Coalition. But So what, so, what would you recommend for students who don't have income yet, uh, who are getting these credit card offers, should they take some or none, or you know, if they don't have income, what should they do at this point? Well, that's that's a good question, uh, and there's there's not a simple answer. Although I generally advise freshmen to avoid credit cards because I think you've got such a huge transition already, enough stresses, etc. You know, transitions to make and and get used to student life on campus. Um, so I think that uh, you know, if you're your sophomore, junior. You feel like you've you've been able to manage your personal finances effectively, uh, then look at getting a uh, student credit card. Uh, they're kind of a double-edged sword, Jordan, because yes, it's strange that they don't require you to generally have income, and that's kind of always I've always kind of scratched my head. But the positive thing is, is a lot of students don't have income. A yeah. lot of students they don't generally require you to have a credit history established, or you know, a very limited history is fine. Well, most college students are in that predicament. So they can't. The other, the, the flip side is, is, is if they totally avoid credit cards and say, hey, "I'm not going to get caught up with this," and then they wait until they graduate and they get out on their own, they're going to have very little, if any, credit established unless they've established credit, you know, other routes, which is possible. But credit cards are definitely the most popular and easy way to do it, in my opinion. So but so they get out there, they don't have any credit or very little established. So then, when they go to finally get their their first credit card, they're stuck with uh, you know these, these subprime offers. They haven't built their credit up during college, and so that can actually so it's a you know two way street there. Uh, I think the important thing is to do is if you feel you know don't get them your freshman year. Consider if you're able to manage your finances in in, in a way that uh, you and be honest with yourself, and, and so and, and get help from your parents, advice, etc. Then look at getting one of these student credit card offers. They do give you low credit lines, which is actually a good thing for you. Typically, you know, five hundred bucks or so, and kind of gradually build your credit. Now, I think more and more of these student cards are targeting, uh, you know, rebates. They're they're including rebates as part of their uh, their uh, marketing efforts. And I think that's something that uh, you know, unless you're maybe a senior. And you used a plain Jane credit card for a year or two responsibly. You've proven to yourself that you can pay it off in full every month. Then I would avoid those kind of rebate offers because it just, again, 
you're going to spend more on those. That's a proven fact. And so as you're starting to establish credit, as you're starting to learn, you know, how to manage your finances uh, in the way they should be, you don't need that extra temptation. And then you also talk about using credit cards to save for college tuition, uh, money uh, that put money into 529 plans. Do you think those are a good idea? Yeah, they can be. I mean, uh, there's a lot of these rebate programs, I haven't mentioned this, are, are really cool in the fact that they have some tax benefit, and they tie your rebate. Instead of you getting a check in the mail or getting a credit to your account, your rebate will automatically go into a tax-advantaged account. In this example, it's a 529 account. Now, is it a way to supplement your son or daughter, totally finance them through college? Heck, heck no. But it is a way that you can uh, supplement and you can add to any existing savings if you've got a 529 plan. Or if you don't have one, it's a good way to kind of jumpstart the thing. And if you start early, I mean, and you really use them religiously, you know, it, it can definitely add up uh, possibly thousands of dollars uh, by the time they graduate to, just to help them get through college. And so it, it's kind of that forced savings component. Now, the rebates, the actual rebates on these cards are usually only about 1%, so they're not very aggressive. And, and quite honestly, if you've got a 1% rebate card, uh, Jordan, get on creditcardperks.com and find one. I mean, my wife and I, our average rebate last year was 2%. And that was on all purchases. So you can definitely do better than 1%. You should be close to, you know, 1.5%. Some of these cards give you 5% back on, on certain types of purchases, such as we mentioned gas, but also drugstore and grocery purchases. If you're not taking advantage of these kind of offers and you're spending much on groceries and, and drugstore purchases, et cetera, you need to be shopping elsewhere. You're not married to your credit card, Jordan. I love to right. use that quote. <laughs> Indeed. So you're saying there are three programs, basically, the Baby Mint, You Promise, and Future Trust, right. as, as to ways of getting some rebates going into your 529 plan. But you have to start early enough to make it make a difference, really. Yeah, obviously you don't want to wait till your son or daughter is a junior senior in college. But, I mean, it can be a, a four-savings component there. It's simple to do. It's automatically swept in your account. Again, it's not a, a particularly aggressive benefit. But you also get, it is kind of nice in that you get some tax advantage there, uh, which you wouldn't get uh, ordinarily if you just got a, a cash rebate. So anytime, and see, there's other cards that allow you to put uh, your rebate into a Roth retirement account or an IRA. Uh, so those card rebate programs are, are, are quite interesting, too. I mean, the, the, the market's coming out with all types of new cards. And I recommend if you haven't checked your, you know, these kind of current new crop of cards, get on creditcardperks.com. Because you may find one that works for you a lot better than your current rebate program. Very good. Well, in our last minute, we're just going to sum up here. Again, I'm speaking with Curtis Arnold, uh, who is a credit card expert. His new book is called How You Can Profit from Credit Cards, Using Credit to Improve Your Financial Life and Bottom Line. Uh, his website is creditcardperks.com. What uh, parting words would you have, Curtis, for people with all the possibilities out there to make the most of their credit cards? You know, uh, look at these out-of-box financing deals. Uh, always consider a credit card when you're financing anything. Even, I mean, my wife and I finance two condos on these things. It's incredible. Maximize your rebates. I mean, if you're only getting 1%, which a lot of folks are, if you're worse than that, getting nothing, you need to be uh, thinking about some of these uh, aggressive re reward programs. And if you use them in a savvy manner, you pay off your balance in full, you stick to your budget, then they're going to add to your bottom line and, and really ultimately can really help you in, in other ways too, which we haven't even talked about a lot of the free perks and benefits of credit cards that I talk about in the book as well. Terrific. Well, there's really lots of great ways to make the most of your credit cards and there's lots of tricks out there and it's hard to keep track of it for most people. 
But I guess the general point is, if you take some initiative and go after the best things, you'll, you'll do much better than just passively waiting for whatever comes to you uh, and shows up in your mailbox. Well, thanks so much, Chris. This has been really fascinating, and I hope the listeners got a lot out of it. There's lots of things you can do to improve your whole use of credit cards. Hey, thanks, Jordan. Loved it. Thanks so much, Curtis. We'll be back again next week.